Welcome to the PMA Path, where we focus on small changes that make big impacts. We talk about habits, hobbies, and actionable lifestyle choices that have helped us change for the better and have a mindset full of that PMA. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, PMAers, and welcome to episode number nine of the PMA Path Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Evans. All right, today's episode is a good one. I'm super excited to be joined by Jared Shaw of Recovery Strong. Jared's an inspiration to me and to many others who are going through recovery and looking for guidance and something to focus our attention towards. In 2015... Jared decided to get clean from his own addictions to drug and alcohol, and as he says, decided to stop killing himself. A few months later, he started Recovery Strong as a way to give back to the recovery community, as well as to help him continue on his own path and his own journey. Recovery Strong is a lifestyle and apparel brand that's focused on the mental, physical, and spiritual aspects of recovery. And they've done an awesome job cultivating a community of people working to get and to stay sober. The brand and Jared promote an active lifestyle, accountability, physical challenges, and one of their slogans, which I love, is fighting addiction, strengthening recovery. I've been following Jared for a few years uh, during my own recovery and his message immediately resonated with me uh, because I've met, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, uh, getting clean, getting sober uh, was a major challenge for me, especially um, in social settings uh, as a young adult, as you know, someone that maybe not everybody recognized as having an issue, uh, but personally knowing deep down that there was there was some major. Uh, demons and hurdles to overcome. And so that's something that is still a challenge to this day. Uh, nine years later, after trying to get sober and uh, and remaining sober for much of that time. But uh, I really appreciate the messaging that Jared's putting out in the world. Um, you know, just letting people know that it's, it's okay. It is normal. It is... Um, fun and cool and you can live a really rewarding life uh, on the other side so fast forward a few years and Jared and I connected uh, through social media and he has been gracious enough to join the show I know you're going to love this episode and PSA if you are struggling with addiction recovery uh, any struggle in your life please please, please reach out and ask for help. Don't be afraid. It can be a game changer. Check out the show notes for some resources and enjoy. What's up, Jared? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, for the listeners out there, Jared is the founder 
uh, and owner of Recovery Strong, which is uh, very easy to find on Instagram and other social media platforms. But uh, he and I connected a couple years ago briefly, and then uh, I've been following the brand for a long time. And he was gracious enough to to be open to coming on the podcast. So I'm super yeah. appreciative and glad to have you, dude. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'm always happy for people to want to listen to what I have to say. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect, man. So I give you a little background on kind of what I know of your story. Um, and then please jump in where I miss and elaborate on anything that that's relevant. But um, so, like I said, I came across you on Instagram um, and what I was just drawn to what your message was because you know, as a sober young adult, um, dealing with my own recovery and, and, uh, and sobriety and kind of being at this weird spot of like, not really having a social network or a social group that I really was feeling tied to anymore. Um, and then seeing what you're doing and kind of making it normalizing it a little bit more, um, for, you know, it's okay to be, young and clean and you know doing other things besides going out and partying so and then uh as a young family you know raising a young family and doing all that kind of stuff so came across your your site i think i bought like a hat or something on there and then fast forward a little bit more and uh i bought something else maybe a t-shirt or something and you called me out of the blue and you're like dude i'm so sorry you know, inventory's backed up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, I mean, I didn't even really remember ordering anything, but I was like, cool, <laughs> this dude, this guy seems like a cool dude. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then you had sent me a letter with my shirt again, just, you know, showing that service. And it just kind of hit me like, this is, this guy's, this is a legit dude. So, yeah. um, well, you know, that kind of, that, that kind of just gave me uh, some hope and, you know, realizing yeah. there's other people out there. And then when I started the podcast is my wife was actually the one who was like, you should reach out to that guy from recovery strong and see if he wants to come on. And sure enough, here we are, dude. So it's kind of yeah. cool coming full circle. And, uh, now you live out in Utah, right? Yep. Yep. So what's, what's the, uh, what's the backstory of, did you grow up out there? Yeah. Born and raised. Okay. Yeah, born and raised, and I uh, live about 20 miles up the canyon. I live at the base of Snow Basin, which is a ski resort here in, uh, you know, kind of the Ogden area, but Mountain Green's where I'm at. It's a beautiful little town, and yeah, it's just, uh, you go down the canyon, and that's where I used to grow up, and that's where my work is, and so it's nice driving up the canyon to go to work or go home, and it feels like you, you've traveled quite a ways you know to get out of the city and it's just a country feel so but close enough to work that it's not too bad but yeah man and especially like you know the shirt stuff I mean it you know recovery strong is just a real grassroots I go upstairs in my shop and I package everything myself I mean it's not like we got orders blown out the window yet but uh it's it, it means a lot to me you know because I know somebody that bought it I feel like this is just my assumption that somebody who bought it or is buying it has been affected or is being affected by mental health or, you know, substance abuse. And so I take a lot of pride in it. So it's a little pet project of mine and, you know, we can get into that a little bit later, but yeah, it means a lot to me when people buy stuff. So. 
you know, cool, not just dude. for the money, it's the, it's the meaning behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, the logos, I mean, the gear looks good too. Right. And it's, it's yeah. got a cool message. It's comfortable. So yeah. uh, you're on to something, man. It's, it's very, I appreciate very cool that. to watch. So things in store, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. So what was like, I know you, you grew up in Utah. Um, I mean, the question you probably get when people know you're from Utah is like, did you grow up in the church? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm, I am Mormon. I don't really go to church anymore. You know, I mean, that's the religion I still, you know, kind of follow, but yes, I'm a, a recovering addict in the Mormon community that, you know, you're not supposed to drink or use drugs, but I used everything. So, yeah. So that's gotta be kind of, uh, I don't know, a challenge or just even coming out and, and telling yeah. people like what your struggle was like, uh, you know, it's kind of taboo, maybe more so than in some other, uh, not necessarily religions, but just like communities. So how, oh, yeah. how is that? it's it's frowned upon you know obviously drinking you're not supposed to drink as a mormon and you're not supposed to use tobacco drink coffee and all that stuff and you know so when you're in high school and and you're that's why i went to pills you know because pills were kind of the they're not bad because you can't smell them you know type of thing you can't yeah. get busted on them so yeah and it's a huge deal out here in utah with that shame um you know of people that are struggling within the the faith and so that's what's cool about me is i can call myself a recovering addict that's still you know a mormon i'm not a practicing mormon right now but i still can relate really well and i can spread a message of hope to the people that struggle you know in my neighborhood the people that do go to church the young kids you know so you know but yeah okay wow um and then on your on your guys's website it's the th there's three sort of I guess, pillars of the brand. It's the emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. Yep. So is the spirituality piece tie into, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, standard religion or? No. It's more of, it's more holistic as like part of the recovery process, would you say? Yeah. You know, like right now in my life, I got sober six years ago, haven't been to church since I got sober. Maybe I've been once to see, you know, like a, a special occasion, but yeah. I've found there's a difference between spiritual spirituality and religion, you know, and that's an AA taught me that, you know, and recovery taught me that, that I can be connected to something bigger than myself without being in the walls of a church, you know, and it's the yeah, way you totally. feel inside. And I was a worse person going to church than I am right now. You know, like I just felt so much shame and just, I felt awful. And today I, I don't, I, you know, I go through spurts of that, but not nearly as much as I used to. So yeah. yeah. Spirituality is totally different for me than religion. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's always interesting to me. Cause I, I grew up in a very, you know, non-religious, non-traditional kind of household. And mm -hmm. so uh, then I moved from California to Oregon and I, I remember just moving to Oregon was like, man, there's a ton of, churches everywhere and like yeah. just different for me right and then uh and now i live in washington but um so but i've always kind of felt like there's a bigger meaning to everything and uh, yeah. have some definite tendencies and and try to maintain some you know karmic behaviors and things of that nature so i'm just always curious you know uh learning about other religions and different people from all kinds of walks of life and everything so 
Yeah, my, my motto just with everything, man, it's like we're meant to come here. We're meant to be happy. We're meant to succeed. We're meant to help each other and love each other and be kind to each other. And, you know, the world right now is just so crazy. And it's like I just I just am that person who just generally cares about uh, another person, no matter what circumstances they're in, no matter what color, no matter what you know gender they decide they are. But I just feel like there's just so much hatred and stuff like that. And yeah, we're, I, mean, I don't know, we just need to love each other. I know that's cliche and everything, but it's just be more accepting. And, and if we could learn to accept ourselves, I think it starts with ourselves. Like that's the only thing, you can only change you, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I learned in recovery is if I just work on me, then maybe I can help somebody else, but you know, it's an inside job and I've just got to work on myself. And, and that gives me that spiritual feeling, you know, you're helping somebody else. I mean, there's no better feeling in the world. So that to me is spirituality. So absolutely. I love what you said about, you got to start by accepting yourself for who you are and loving yourself. And Mm -hmm. only then can you then show that love outward, you know? And it's, it's like, the saying again, also cliche, but hurt people hurt people. Yep. And, uh, and that's like, you know, yeah. When, when that clicks, I think that's kind of a life changing moment, right? When it's, when you're like, let me, let me figure out my own shit before I start, you know, judging other people or, or, you know, doing bad to other people and, and trying to just be of service. So <clears throat> awesome. Awesome, dude. So, so you got recut or you got clean and you said six years ago? Uh, yeah, it's uh, January 5th, I think. January 5th or 6th. I can never remember the date. But yeah, six years ago. Okay. So, yeah. and, short, and shortly thereafter, you decided to start Recovery Strong. What's, yep. Can you shed a little light on that backstory? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was about 90 days in or six or nine months. I can't remember. But it was... I did a lot of cycling before I got sober, you know, used drugs and would go ride my bike and just for fun. I wasn't competitive, but you know, I just, I fell in love with riding a bike. And then when I got sober, I thought of Lance Armstrong's live. I was in treatment and my uh, counselor just asked, you know, what can you do to help change the stigma of addiction? And, uh, and so I thought of Lance Armstrong's live strong foundation and recovery strong popped into my head and it just like kind of all came together i mean it was within i want to say i owned the website within three months of that nobody had it um i own great it's a great name dude yeah it's just i just thought it was so weird that nobody has it you know like even oh what was it today i just saw something um every you know it's always that blank strong you know something happens you know it's blank strong you know and i was like recovery strong how does nobody have that and and I went into GoDaddy and I got like a bunch of websites. I think recoverystrong.com was taken, but I had like recoverystrong.biz, all the, uh, all the oddball yeah, yeah. ones, yeah. you know? And so <laughs> my brother designs websites. And, and so we went in to try to buy it from the owner and we went in, we made a max offer of 500 bucks and, uh, they came back at me with an offer of like 400 and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it just was kind of funny. And, you know, <laughs> so I got the name and then, and that's how it all started. And it was just meant to uh, be a, a brand to help spread awareness, you know, kind of like the live strong brand with cancer and yeah. try and spread the message of hope through recovery and mental health awareness. So, and it's still growing, man. It's still really small. 
there's lots of good ideas and big ideas, but it's kind of just my pet project. I'm a contractor by trade. I own a construction company. So it's kind of that pays the bills. And then this is just kind of on the, on the side for fun <clears throat> right yeah. now. Hopefully someday it'll be a big enough and I can do enough good with it that it could be my sole occupation. Yeah. So, awesome. Hopefully we'll see. Awesome. So, so getting sober wasn't a big enough challenge for you. You're, you want <laughs> to start a business as well. No, it was yeah, or a, 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 a what you call it, like a, a foundation, I guess. I yeah, it, it, you know, and I've always owned my own business ever since I was 20, I think is when I was 20 or 21, I started my own construction company. And so I've always been in business myself. And it was just another way to feel passionate, you know, and, and I and I, when I started it, I wanted to be somebody in recovery, I say, you know, because I'm I come from the mold, like, I, I always want to that's probably why I'm a recovering addict and I use because I always felt inferior and less than. And so I thought, you know, I found my niche. I love recovery because I got sober before that one time, you know, I got sober about five years before my last time and stayed sober about 18 months. So I got a taste of sobriety and then I went back out. And I think the second time I got sober, I just, I, I knew I loved recovery, but I just had to stick to it. And I think I just wanted to be somebody not important, but give back, you know, I guess there might've been a little ego feeding in there, but it drove me, it gave me some drive to yeah. jump in and, and be a part of, instead of, a part, you know, trying to figure out how to get away from recovery. So yeah, it's, and it was a fun, fun idea. So yeah, man. Well, you, you mentioned uh, feeling inferior or less than or not good enough. And I mean, you're speaking my language, dude. And yeah. It's, it's something that <clears throat> I don't know that it's, I don't know, at least for me personally, uh, I don't know that I really recognized it in, mm -hmm. you know, until later on. And then looking back, just being like, damn, you know, things, yeah. you know, you, you have some regrets because you may maybe did things or didn't do things that you, you wish you would have, if you felt a little more sure of yourself, yeah. which, you know, in theory, hence leads to, abusing drugs or alcohol or yeah or, or anything else um, and that's kind of how i am i mean i can sense it still today you know it's not like i got sober and all that was fixed oh yeah know? no there's no, a no. lot of those insecurities still you know even on my instagram like dude i'm i'm not the guy that goes and posts a bunch of stuff and like gets out there and vulnerable like it takes a lot for me to put a post together and get vulnerable and so it's it's you know i can sense it in that too where i'm like no i'll take like 20 pictures and they're never good <laughs> enough. And then I'll delete sure. it. I'll be like, after that, I'm not going to do this. I'm just, I'll yeah. do something again tomorrow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so Instagram has been good for me that way too, just to try and get out of, you know, just put something out there and who cares what people think, you know? Yeah. And it's the best feeling is when you get a message from somebody, like when I got my six years this year, got a bunch of DMS from guys that I didn't know. And they just said, Hey, thank you. You've helped me. You know, it's not a ton, but you know, the, just even one that makes yeah. it worth it right there. You know, and like, cool, somebody man. does care. So hundred <clears throat> yeah. percent. And, and uh, you know, not to talk about me, but the, how I feel about this podcast, even though it's just kind of getting started, is like, you never know what's going to hit. Right. Mm -hmm. So you put something out and like, you don't, typically hear back from a lot of people right and then yeah. so like if somebody reaches out to me and says, hey i really like you know this segment or this guest or whatever it's like 
Thank you so much for yeah. telling me that because I, I always am wondering, you know, what, what do people think about this stuff? And yeah. hopefully it's doing good. I mean, that's the intent, but you never really know until, you know, it comes back full circle. And, and so that's, yeah. that's a great point. But, but this kind of stuff, man, I never say no, you know, it might take a little bit to get, you know, find the time to do it, but I always say, yes, you know, I try to at least most of the time. And because one, I know it'll keep me sober. You know, I know yeah. that if I do this kind of stuff, get uncomfortable and share a message and I, you know, it just helps me to stay sober and reminds me, you know, where I was at. Cause I can forget how bad I was, you know, and yeah. then this kind of stuff reminds me, it gets me back down to my core values and breaks it down a little bit. So for me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like the inferiority works against you in another way where it's like, Oh, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have it that bad or I wasn't that, yeah. you know addicted compared to this guy or that you know yeah. other story and you're just sitting there like what the fuck am i doing man like i need yeah. to stop having that that voice with myself oh, um you sure. know it's, it's a lot easier to hype other people up than it is to kind of oh yeah internally hype yourself <laughs> for sure man <clears throat> cool man so speaking of putting yourself out there and um sort of like saying it to the world you, you just wrapped up a challenge called 75 hard, which was kind of ironic because I think right before I reached out to you or maybe the day before uh, I was about to start it too. So you completed it. Yep. And uh, for anybody listening that doesn't already know what this is, it's, it's two 45 minute workouts every single day for 75 days, one of which has to be outside. So whether you know, it doesn't matter. You have to do one, well, you could do two outside, but one outside for sure. Mm -hmm. Drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of a nonfiction or self-help or entrepreneurial type book. Uh, not audible. That's separate. And no, no drinking, uh, stick to a diet, whatever diet that is, uh, but stick to it. No cheap meals. And then tying back to your Instagram thing is post something on Instagram or not Instagram, but social media, make a post about, you know, what you're doing to help hold yourself accountable a, but also to let whoever notices or follows you that you're doing it. And then it's like, well, shit, all these people already know what I'm committed to. Yeah. No, it's just an added way to, to not fail. So I'm on day 22, but you're done. So Yep. A 76. What did you do? <laughs> you know, dude, that's so let's, let's go back just a minute and kind of like, yeah. I, I want to, so the people I follow on Instagram, you know, are the people that inspire me. And, you know, you got, you got people on Instagram or people on social media that just might be just nonsense, you know, a bunch of noise, you know, the, the people that just don't really add to life, but then you got the guys like, David Goggins, you got Cam Haynes, you got Jocko. I mean, I'm going to miss some people. You got uh, um, just a bunch of different guys. And I think the reason maybe we connected was it through Cameron Haynes when he posted something? Did you mm. see it when he posted something? Probably, yeah. And, yeah, like three years ago. And so a lot of my success, you know, which isn't, a, you know, it, it, that's a very humble, like it, we're not huge or anything. But he was, he posted a bunch of stuff about recovery and I didn't know who Cameron Haynes was at that time. Like, honestly, my brother works for mountain ops. He's their web designer. He designs their website and 
he took me to a show and I met Cameron Haynes, gave him a recovery strong shirt. And then he just went, you know, on his Instagram and blasted it all over. And that's when he had like quarter million followers or, you know, now he's got over a million and that helped gain, you know, helped me realize like people out there love the brand and, um, you know, and I saw the people I met Jocko through that, you know, not met him, but found his Instagram, started listening to podcasts, Goggins. And then I started listening to Andy Frisella. And that's when I found out about 75 hard. And I saw these other people doing it last year during COVID. It was my buddy that lived in Italy. And when Italy got hit really hard, I saw him doing this weird workout here, you know, this weird 75 hard thing. I'm like, dude, what's he doing? That's stupid. <laughs> so, so then three months later, I tried it, you know, and this was in July and I've got it written in my notebook sitting right here, July 12th. I have it written down. I'm going to start 75 hard and, you know, writing stuff down. I'm going to do this, that, and this. I made it three days or four days and I quit, you know, because it's, it was hard. Right. Then, right. So <laughs> I had another buddy that has a gym in Utah and they did it as a gym and I just kind of piggybacked onto them. And I was like, dude, I need to do something different. You know, I just felt unhealthy. My mind was weak. I just wanted to do something different and, and work is slow this time of year in construction. So I had a little bit more time. So went through it, you know, I did intermittent fasting was part of my diet. And then I just kept it. I did kind of a macro type diet. I just kept tracking my calories. I mean, I wasn't as strict probably as like, the, everybody else was, but I tried to keep eat healthy. Alcohol isn't a problem. You know, I don't drink. So soda cut soda out of my, my diet. That was, if I drank soda, I considered myself a failure. You know, I'd have to start over at day one. Yeah. And you know, and I made it through it. Uh, the workouts, man, I, I think last week when I was ending it, I had to do my workout at 11 o'clock at night. And I just was like, dude, it was so hard. I just was like, I do not want to work out. And I had to, you know, I did yoga in my house just because I was so worn out and I'm like, I want to be done. But I remember nights when it was snowing and I had to go run in the snow and, but it was so much fun though. Like, and then day 75 hit ran with my pack. You know, did you see that post? Um, yeah. I lost, uh, 26 and a half pounds, 27 pounds. And so I put on a weighted vest and I ran. That's a lot of weight, dude. Yeah. You're not, you're not a big guy well, as it is, right? Well, I mean, I was 220 or 216 when I started. So I, I mean, I was pretty, you know, heavy, not, you know, there's obviously I could get heavier, but you know, it wasn't a very pretty picture as far as, you know, <laughs> I looked a lot better after the challenge. Let's just say gotcha, that. Gotcha. But so I put that 25 pound weight on or vest on and went and ran just so I could feel, you know, feel what an extra 25 pounds feels like, you know, and yeah. that's what I've been hauling around for a couple of years. And it's amazing how much that is freeing to me, you know, mentally, emotionally, <clears throat> spiritually, you know, taking care of my body and, and then, so day 76, man, that was a, that was like a hard day because I've really built into my life in that 75 days, like eating healthy, drinking water. I drank all the water. I've still, every day I've drank a gallon of water still. I've read every day since I had some cake yesterday. We had some cake for, uh, we celebrated the, my girlfriend's birthday and then the completion of 75 hard. And then today back at it, man, I, uh, I ate healthy again today. I just am trying to take what I learned in that and keep going. You know, it's not like yeah. 75 days. It's like, it's like recovery. You don't just go to get fixed and you're done. You know, right. there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot to maintain. And so um, I did that Goggins four by four by 48 run two weeks ago. 
So, you know, there's a lot of stuff I've done in the last couple of weeks and it's been nothing. How, but How is know, that? That's, you know, uh, what, it, what is that for people mm-hmm. listening that may not know what that is? Cause that's kind yeah. of a newer. Yeah. He started thing, last right? year. Yeah. I okay. yeah, started last year. It's a David Goggins, a four by four by 48. So every four hours you run four miles for 48 hours. So it turns out to be 48 miles in a weekend. So we started Friday night at nine o'clock. Um, you know, he, he started at eight o'clock Pacific time. So you start at the same time. So the guys in New York were starting at what, uh, if I start 11 o'clock at night. So yeah. Utah, our times were nine, one, five and nine every day. So we would just, you know, and it was cold in the mornings here, but <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought, but mentally, it was mentally tough that this not being able to sleep, you know, you'd go sleep for an hour, maybe two, and then you'd have to get up and run. And yeah. that was the hardest part, but other, the miles weren't bad because I'd been running for 75 hard. I only had two weeks left and, you know, and there's another cool statistic that I was putting together like that Cam Haynes and David Goggins and T spike Cameron Haynes brother. They've all ran uh Moab two forty. Yeah. And in the, and so in the 75 days of running for the, my challenge, I still, I barely made the amount of miles that they did in, you know, one weekend in Moab and the elevation gain. So I still had to get climb like 3000 feet. So in one weekend, they run as much as I did the whole 75 days. And so it put into perspective. Yeah, dude. I was like, holy cow, dude, these guys are animals. But (laughs) but yeah, so I did that one and yeah, just kind of doing these little battles. I signed up for a marathon and in set or in moab in november so just trying to awesome maintain it man you know i don't want to lose it i feel good right now yeah oh yeah and i can screw it up pretty easy dude like keep eating cake and not working out <laughs> so, absolutely well it's yeah. funny that that you're on that timeline because uh just this week i've seen quite a few people posting on linkedin as well as instagram about finishing 75 hard because um, it's almost you know roughly 75 days since the start of the year so so a lot of people are finishing and one of the things i keep seeing is like dude i don't know what i'm gonna do on day 76 or i just want to keep going because yeah you're you're in a rhythm you're feeling good you're mentally strong you're you know you're at least for me so far and i'm i'm only like 20 percent done but the focus has been off the charts, right? Yeah. Like just having more shit that I know I have to get done in the day makes all mm-hmm. the other stuff that I have to do that much more important. Um, yep. So I've been thinking about that too. Like I really do like the double workouts, um, even though they can be a challenge. You know, I yeah. skipped rope in my on my back deck one night for like at like you're saying like late at night in the rain. Yeah. It's just like oh my god, this is mind numbing, but um but that double workout the reading has really been good for me which is yeah, what, what book do you read what book so you i, I just finished uh a book called the infinite game which is a simon Sinek book it's it's a pretty easy read um and it's really good it's about just like the mindset of business and having a how how it basically never ends um yeah. so you can have you know quarterly goals or annual goals or stock prices that you know a ceo is looking for but in reality to build a brand long term it's there there isn't really an end game so yeah. uh, it's a good book and then i'm about to start uh tomorrow 
Sales Truth by Mike Weinberg. So this has literally been sitting on my shelf for two years and I've never read it. And so it's like, (laughs) when this thing started, I grabbed four books. It's like, these are my first four, you know, so I'm on to the second. Yeah, that's, I hadn't read a book since, I mean, I don't even know if I ever finished a book in high school. Like, honestly, like I'm just not, I never went to, I went to college to party, you know, so I didn't really read in college. And so I've read three and a half books now, you know, since I started. And so I've been reading Jordan Peterson's book, the, what is it? 12 rules for life. I started that two days ago because I finished the other book and, you know, on the actually the last day of the challenge. And so, yeah, yeah dude, I, I just, I want to keep reading because I want to expand my mind. So, but yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. The, uh, yeah, I've been, I'm a super slow reader myself. So mm. I've been doing audible like crazy the last few years. Uh, cause I'm in the car a lot or I was in the car a lot for work. And so, uh, you know, actually reading the pages, has been super beneficial for me. Yeah. And, and it gets easier the more you do it, like anything yeah. else. So I and the other thing about working out, man, like I thought it was cool. Like I played one day I just didn't want to work out, you know, and I had a basketball I went and played basketball by myself. I just went and shot hoops at the at the park, you know, like by myself. I'm like, dude, this is my workout for the day. And I had it was just me and I sucked, you know, like <laughs> I probably made about 10 shots out of probably 200. Yeah. But I just remember it was like that feeling of just being a kid again, you know, on the ball, on the basketball court and just shooting hoops and just, I don't know, it just brought back some memories and, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's probably what it's all about. You know, it's just getting out and doing something. And he said, you know, you don't have to go out and, you know, run five miles every day. That's not the point of it. It's just getting out and doing something to, you know, get your yeah. body moving. And so I did a lot of yoga which I, for one, I was like, dude, this, this can't be a workout, you know? And then I'm like, I start doing, it. I'm like, yeah, this is a workout. Oh yeah. <laughs> dude, hell yeah. But if, if I'm not like lifting weights or running, I feel like I'm not working out, but that was the mind game too. The battle. I think it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, you are working out, you're doing what you're supposed to. So just keep doing it. But yeah, it's, it's I love bad. it. I'm, are you going to do phase one when you're done? Are you going to go on to the next phase or I don't, I don't know what that is, but maybe so, what's that phase one, you have to do 75 hard first, you know, and then phase one is I think it's just you you go 30 days doing all the same stuff you know all the workouts reading but then there might be I think there's a five minute cold shower that you have to do every day and then there might be be one other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna probably start it here soon I don't know when but I'm gonna start it and then it goes to phase two which is another 30-day challenge the same thing but then it's like in it you have to you have to go out of your way to help somebody. Let me pull it up real quick. It's actually, I think phase cool. two would be the coolest <clears throat> part because, um, because you know, that whole aspect of getting out and, uh, and trying to get out of your comfort zone, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to start, but you have to wait for 30 days after you do phase one, they make you wait, you know, that's just kind of the challenge just to, to wait but yeah we'll, we'll i'm gonna start it soon i think but nice man yeah yeah that that's interesting i'm gonna write that down yeah i'm just trying to get through the first 75 days dude and uh so far so good but like you said earlier one day at a time and 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 uh you know knock out what i need to do today and and yeah. start over again tomorrow so dude yeah that's it that's a you're kicking butt man you're in a roll you're you're 18 or 20 days my kids are yelling right that's now. all right so that's hold all on. they're coming to get her or get them <laughs> so you got a marathon coming up too 
Yeah, I got one in uh, November. No, uh, I signed up for one with a couple guys from Mountain Ops. My brother, he's running it, and so it's a trail running marathon. So we're gonna. Nice. I've never ran a marathon in my life. I'm like I said, I've I've done cycling races. We've done two. I did 200 mile races on my bike in a single day. You know, riding from Utah to Jackson Hole. It's called Lodaja. I did that nine months sober. Every year I was sober. I didn't do it last year, but so I'm more of a cyclist, but running has been super fun and I just am trying something new. So I'm yeah, going to give that a go. So, yeah, we're doing yeah. one. We got one lined up for uh, October 4th, the Portland Marathon. Marathon. Yeah, right I, on. Signed, I signed up last year. I've done one probably five years ago. Yeah, um, it was it was it's hard, man. It's hard, but yeah, I think the second one will be better because I know how to train better, you know, but yeah. We signed up last year and then uh, with COVID, they canceled it and they didn't give you your money back. They just go, hey, you're going to be signed up for the next year. So yeah, like, all right. So this, yeah, year, yeah. this year we're focused, going to knock it out. I got a couple of buddies doing it a right few on. Of them on their first first go around. So it's October. Uh, oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah man. So the uh, we've been I've been logging some miles the last few weeks for sure. Cool. You on Strava? I'm not on Strava. I just use my Apple Watch. Gotcha. I should probably get on that. I know. Yeah, get on Strava. I'll follow you, man. It's a way to, uh, you know, keep track of people and, you know, give them kudos. It's kind of, you know, feeds that ego a little bit. Keeps yeah. you, keeps you, you know, in like, check. I like that, dude. People like start texting that. you like, hey, dude, what, how come you're not running anymore? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's like social media for athletes. There you go. So, check so, yeah, out. we got, so we got T-Spike, who's Cameron Haynes' brother. He's, you know, he's in recovery and we're sponsored. He's running a 200, it's the Cocodono, I think, 250, 250 mile plus in Arizona in May. So we're driving, Wow. we're hoping to drive down and support him. And, you know, we've, we've sponsored him just, uh, you know, just giving him shirts and stuff. And he's just, you know, he's a stud and, um, but yeah, he's running that one. And I'm just, is like, that, oh. is that a trail trail run yeah, or trail run? Yep. In Arizona, 250 miles. Yep. So yeah, it's crazy. So those guys are on a different level, man. It's, yeah. uh, it's insane. Yeah. So I just don't know that I could run that long. I just don't want to. Yeah. No <laughs> so, doubt. No doubt. Here's other stuff I want to do. <laughs> but, so the, uh, so kind of the, the goal of this podcast mm -hmm. is ever changing, but what I've kind of narrowed in on is trying to give people a couple of little nuggets that they can take away to do whatever it is that they're, that they want to do. And, you know, PMA positive mental attitude and help get towards some goal or, you know, moving, moving away from something or, or uh, just having like an optimistic outlook. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, cause you've had uh, a lot of different experiences what are a couple of just things you would recommend to somebody who's, you know, going through a struggling time or going through it in some way and they just like, you know, can't sort of get started. Cause yeah. you know, I'm, I'm all about just, just start. And then you don't have to have this master plan. Yeah. So what, what would be some advice that you would give to somebody? Well, man, I'm not, you know, honestly, I'm not the guy to give advice, you know, like it's uh it's hard or, or what are some things that have worked for you? No. And that, yeah, that's what I'm saying is it's, I'm, I'm the guy who struggles, you know, I'm the guy who has a hard time getting going. You know, like I said, it took me a year after I almost started 75 hard to actually commit to it. But once I, something clicked, you know, it's kind of like recovery as soon as I think it's just 
surrendering. I mean, is that's the term <clears throat> I surrendered that I was going to finish 75 hard. You know, when I got sober, I surrendered that I was an addict, you know? And so I think, I think, uh, just accepting your position and knowing that you're, you know, I didn't get to tw losing 27 pounds in two days, you know, like there, right. it was hard, like it, I, but it was consistent. And so I think being patient with yourself, but actually setting goals and actually doing it is, you know, just start day one, you know, go run, go lift some weights, go on a walk, you know, and it's just those simple things. You got to just make the first step, take the first step. And I want results immediately. You know, that's, that's how I am. And so just to slow down and take it a day at a time, like they talk about in recovery, man, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So make the best of today. And, and I, and I thought the 75 hard program is kind of like, dude, it's a, it's a butt kicker. It's like, it's not for sissies as far as if you fail, dude, you're back to day one. It's not, Oh, you're not a bad person. You know, you're not a bad person if you fail, but a guy like me can fail and, Go, and I can beat myself up really yeah. bad with that challenge. So, you know, be careful, be easy on yourself, but yet kick your ass too, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, I just think except where you are, take stock in where you're at and really find out what you want to do. And I'm 40 years, I'm going to be 40 years old this year. And I feel like I had my kids, I got a three-year-old and an 18 month old. And I want to be physically fit and active for when they're 18 and 19 and 20 years old. I want to be the dad that they, that I can go play with them and be physically fit and active with them, you know? Yeah. And so that scares me that if I lose that, that I won't be able to do those kind of things. And so there's motivation for that, but um, you know, the grind, man, you just got to get up and you just got to do it. Like whatever it is, yeah. you just got to do it. And I don't <clears> know if there's any inspiration in that, but it's, it's just doing the small things too. You know, me eating crappy. That's a huge thing for me is like cutting the, cutting the diet Mountain Dew out of my life, man. But <laughs> I haven't craved diet Mountain Dew for 75, 76 days. And I've been able to drink it the last three days. And I just don't care. Like right now I'm drinking water. You yeah. know, no one's yeah. keeping track of me, but yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what else to say on that. You know, it's. No, that's good, man. I think, uh, being patient with yourself is important, right? Yeah. But also, but, but, but also I, having, having some uh, accountability to yourself yeah. as well, right? Like this, this whole thing, you know, 75 hard is just one avenue to take to go, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z every day for a certain amount of time. It doesn't have to be that. It could be, like you said, I, I'm going to go on a walk for 20 minutes a day or 10 yeah. minutes a day. It just depends where you're at. And then, and then holding yourself accountable to that. So, you know, I, I personally struggled doing that for a long time, man. I had all these goals and things I was, you know, talking about doing and never doing. And then slowly over time, building up to saying, you know what, if I said, I'm going to do this, I'm yeah. going to do it. And I'm only going to like, even this, this show, the podcast, yeah. two, three years, I was thinking about doing this. And, you know, one day I was just like, I need to just do the first one and get it out there. And yeah. And then you start building momentum and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Well, like you said, be patient with yourself, but yet require a lot of yourself too. you know, like we're not as fragile as we think we are. We can, yeah. we can, 
bend our minds a lot more than we think we can. We can push our bodies a lot farther than we can. You know, if you think you can't run a mile, I'd bet 150 bucks right now that most people could go out and they could go and run, even if they had to walk part of it, you know, you could go do a mile. And that's what I told myself about that four by four by 48 run two weeks ago. I'm like, dude, I can walk four miles if I have to, even though it'll take longer. Like I just kind of made that commitment. I'm just going to do it no matter what, you know, like that's, yeah, just no excuses. So, but did you, did you do that solo or did you have a crew? I had a couple friends that ran with us that made it fun, but then I did go home and I did a few of the legs by myself and I enjoy, you know, I like, I enjoy the running by myself sometimes, you know, kind of meditative and, you know, put on some music and just kind of just zone off. And I, I enjoyed that, but I did enjoy the, I'm a both. I think we need people to help us in life. You know, you can't go at it alone. And so I just, I thought it was super fun to invite them to do it. And then, they weren't going to do it. And me asking them to do it, they did it that weekend and they were super happy. They did it. So we all got to like, it was a double win. We got to hang out and we got to finish something that was hard, you know? Yeah. So it was awesome. But yeah, yeah. I'm um, doing, I'm going to do that, man. I, I was, yeah. I didn't really hear about it until like a few days before. And I, I probably could have done it, but I just was yeah. like, ah, you know, I had a perfect excuse not to. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, next year I'm doing it. And now I'm thinking I'm going to do it before next year when it's like the actual day that you sign up to do it. Um, Just to, you know, why wait? You know, like you said, tomorrow's not promised. So, well, and I figured out I wasn't going to do it either. I had every excuse to not do it, but there's a guy that I met, his brother, you know, Cameron Haynes posted something. His brother was struggling with heroin and, you know, we got him into treatment that weekend, you know, just oh, wow. somehow with the posting and his brother's a uh, firefighter or something out in California. And he's just kept in contact with me, you know, because we did our best to try and get his brother to help, you know, get help. And so he just kind of, we just got close. Um, and so he actually, he's ran an ultra marathon since then. And then he's the one who's like, Jared, you need to do this with me, you know? So he's the <laughs> one who pushed me to do it. Cause I wasn't going to do it. I'm all, I was like, no, dude, I'm doing 75 hard. I don't need to do another challenge. Right. right. You know? And so, and then when he asked me to, I was like, I kind of pushed him off. I'm like, well, let me check my work schedule and, you know, right, I want right. to make sure there's nobody. Let me find know, something else yeah. to get in the <laughs> way. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he put, he actually was the one who motivated me to do it. And I was super grateful. He called me from California though. This is what pissed me off. He called me from California when he was starting his run and he'd be on the beach and it'd be sunny and oh, yeah. he'd be like, Hey dude, come do this in California next year. And it'd be snow or just super cold at my house. And I'm like, dude, you <laughs> asshole, you know, but anyway, it wasn't too bad here though, but it was, but that's what it's about, man. I think next year I'll, I'll probably promote it more on recovery strong and try it. You're supposed to run for a charity. Yeah. And, you know, and I want to try and either we're having a start, we're going to start our own charity or we'll have some other ones, but I want to try and help, you know, raise some money, do more of that this year instead of just the run. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, awesome, so we'll promote man. it a little bit more next year and get some dudes in recovery to run it and girls, yeah. you know, guys and girls. So, but Brad, man, Brad, yeah. well, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, but uh, I really appreciate what you're doing and I think it's awesome, dude. And I know, uh, I listened to your podcast that you guys started and you've got, you've got like a, a, a couple dudes with you um, just yeah. wrapping out. So it was super enjoyable and, you yeah, know, and, and 
need to do need to do it a few more you know i'm like you i keep telling myself i need to get some of these people that i know on it and i just haven't done it yet but it's one thing that we will start doing and you know sooner than later it's in the book it's in the works but uh um what was i gonna just say there was something oh you know going back to recovery strong and you know the shirt you bought the shirt people buy you know i mean we don't make a ton of money we just sell them and we try and do good with that money you know it's not like i it's a cool way for me to get back and i actually put a guy into detox last week you know he needed 700 bucks and you know i can't do this to a lot of people there's a a guy i know struggling with meth and we were able to get him into detox and pay for his detox you know and and get him on the road to recovery and so that's kind of where i have to thank the people that buy the shirts even we just use that money to try and help you know we sponsor athletes to go run races so if some guy out there's you know trying to get sober and he doesn't have 25 bucks for an entry fee to run a marathon or a 5k like hit us up and we'll we'll be happy to sponsor you you know that's that's kind of the goal behind it so yeah that's get great people out living life so that's great dude yeah. getting active getting help getting clean yeah and uh and and spreading love and uh support dude that's that's awesome man well that's the one thing i guess you know another little nugget for your positive mental attitude is if you get if you're struggling and you get sober dude life doesn't suck man it's not like you know i used to think how am i going to have fun and not be drunk or using drugs dude it's the complete opposite dude my life is i'm not going to ruin it with drugs and alcohol today like that's my life's way too good to fuck it up again you know like i just yeah there's so many cool things that i get to do i don't have to worry about getting high i don't have to worry about getting my fix getting withdrawals like Dude, it's just amazing living in, on this side of recovery, man. And it's, uh, it's, I'm, and I'm stoked that we can spread the message and break that stigma too, because now it's cool to be sober. You know, yeah, you see the yeah. lives, yeah, you see the lives that just get screwed up and just, yeah. I mean, it's just, I love being on this side of it and uh, spreading that message of hope and awareness. So, but yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, that's a great place to end it. Thank yeah. you again for uh, for coming on and, and uh, spreading the message. And I appreciate you, dude, and uh, proud of you. And I, yeah. I uh, enjoy, enjoy getting to know you, man. So yeah. take care of yourself, yeah. and we'll talk again soon. Yeah. yeah, stay in touch, brother. Appreciate you having me on.